Hi, Dad. Hi, Celine. Did you know that you and I are about the same age if you count time living in the world? What do you mean? Well, as you know, I left a high-control religious group around the time you were born. So you're in your 20s then? <laughs> well, maybe in my head. The thing is, though, because I had all of my beliefs about morals, science, politics, religion, philosophy provided for me, I spent the last 25 years trying to work out what I should think about a whole bunch of stuff and work out what's going on. No one knows what's going on, Dad. <laughs> well, I think it's about time we did. What Should I Think About is a podcast that sets off on a lofty goal to make sense of the complicated, contradictory, confusing but wonderful thing we call the world. Hello and welcome to the What Should I Think About podcast. My name's Celine. And I'm Stephen. Okay. So, it's good to have you back, Celine. Yeah, well I wasn't, I was in the the last one, wasn't I? Because we did yes, the homeschooling right. one. So I was there. Yes, uh, the one before right. that, I was not. Uh, so we've been out of usual format for two weeks, I suppose, and mm. uh, back to usual format this week. And then out of it again next week, because we're going to put the pink <laughs> pound out, which is just we me are. talking, actually, um, mm, with interviewees. Right. So, um, yeah, that's so what, what we're doing expect. this week. What are we going to talk about? This week, we're talking about a film um, by M. Night Shyamalan. Um, the village that's right yeah so I saw um, some XJWs talking about this on Facebook mm. so um, I'm not going to pretend that it was my uh, idea but I kind of stole it from whoever was talking mm-hmm. about it but I thought actually that's a really good call that's a really interesting mm. film um, I don't think you'd seen it before so I think I've seen you watching okay. it before because I recognized right. the uh like creature thing yes yeah um okay yeah yeah okay so um anyway we've we've watched it we've both watched it and um we're ready to review it in line with obviously the theme of this podcast um before we go on obviously spoiler alert you know if you've never seen the village it's very <laughs> it old it was 2004 mm. i was <laughs> so... in primary school if you've not seen it by now <laughs> then sauce about yeah. it <laughs> Um, and to be honest, I think in a way it's better when you know what the apparent twist is anyway, because it means you're watching it in a different way. Mm. Anyway, we'll get into that. Um, so what did yeah. you think about the film, Celine? Well, I thought the film was good. I think off the top, just in terms of mm. before we get into the uh, particular reading we'll take, which yeah. is, you know, ex-cult reading. Um, yeah. I think one thing that people don't do so much anymore is having because it gets called out is having the like uh you know character with learning disabilities Mm. you know be do murder or like hurt someone do you know what i mean yeah Um, i mean that was something i was gonna i I think we're tired of that and it's not helpful Mm. do you know what i mean well Um, as some as a you know we have a a family relative who mm-hmm. has learning difficulties um and has a disability you kind of think oh you know does it have to be <laughs> yeah um, does it, can't it just be someone else mm, that fancies her yeah exactly yeah, and yeah. but it's almost like oh no one else could fancy her like this one wonderful man likes her because she's you know blind so there's mm. one wonderful man actually likes her and, and then there's the like other uh you know 
other disabled characters like oh and he, he he loves her and he's gonna lose it and stab someone <laughs> you know so it's a bit like oh okay it's a trope yeah. um, it is um but i mean i think we need to sort of put that aside in a way yeah we're gonna put that aside. it's I not thought, the we'll... it's not the front and center of no the, um, of it's the one of those films. things where like oh okay but it is like you say it's from 2004 so it is of its yeah. time it feels mm. like i i don't yeah. think we do that so much anymore or at least no. it gets called out if mm. done so i think there's probably writers trying to do it and there's producers going no it won't sell um yeah. so but you know that's just a hunch of mine um but yeah other than that um interesting it was it was very good uh, so th- I think at the time, um, I remember it was it was kind of pretty much panned um, by the oh, critics. They didn't, didn't like, it. like it. No. How come? Um, so I, I think one of the one of the big mistakes that um, film films make um, mm. and the marketing of films is when they try to pretend it's something that it's not, mm-hmm. and um, that means that. People go to the film thinking, oh, this is going to be a horror. You know, it's going to be really um, tense and uh, it's all going to be about jump scares and all of that. Well, it's not that. I mean, there's one or two little jump scares in it, but it's not a horror. It's absolutely not. And it's it's a drama about something else. Yes, there was a bit of atmospherics in it. And in the early minutes of it, yes, it feels a bit creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I don't think no. it's meant to be a shock horror. But if that's what you're going with the expectation to see, um, then I think I think you get disappointed. So I, it's a horror the time, for them, the pe- the villagers. It's a horror yeah, for them, but it is, for us, yeah. it's obviously it's it's not. But um. yeah, but anyway, so I think I think it was um, quite under. Um, how can I put it? I think people were underwhelmed. It mm. was quite underrated, yeah. And um, that's a shame in a way because I think it has quite a lot of really interesting things to it's say. It's kind of come to be liked now, isn't it? Like it's like kind Much of more, got a bit of a, yeah. to use the word cult following. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But it's... Um... So for those who haven't seen it, um, is it worth just giving it a quick um, praisey like we normally do? Yeah, we can give it a quick like... Uh, spoiler filled one so basically Mm. um well you start off the film you just think it's some people that have come to this place during early americas don't you because they're they're dressed in that way and it Mm. and it makes sense then when they're talking about moving there uh, because that's what loads Mm. of people did but then it kind of comes out that they've moved from the towns and that's discussed that they left the towns and came to this place and that the other place is horrible and um evil and bad and um there's creatures in the woods and yeah, that's the kind so of premise that's right there's this um the village is surrounded by these woods um the woods um in the woods the children are told there's these monsters um and they don't know anything about the outside world they're just afraid of the monsters and what's the other side mm-hmm. so they um they stay within those confines it's a fairly small community i don't know how many sort of i guess around 50 something like that um and as you say they all that they're all dressed in sort of i don't know 18th century clothing Mm -hmm. um so yeah i think you're meant to believe that it's um that it is actually a period piece yeah Um, and obviously it's quickly revealed how far back uh they're playing i suppose versus when they're actually from um, the original elders, so they're actually kind of more well at the time of making it two thousand and four, so like modern day, um, yes. and have left mm. and set up this town. 
and um, are lying to all of their little villages and have said, you know, it's, it's you know, just, yeah, lying to them sick and trapping them there with the threat of these monsters, I suppose. Yeah, so the, the elders include women, which is quite interesting mm-hmm. um, because a lot of these <laughs> traditional um, yeah. don't. But obviously this I suppose this the cool stems... thing is because they come from modern and mm. into in, in transition to this sort of past-like experience, then it doesn't I mean it has to look like our past because it's not actually. That's right. So that's good. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we find out at the end that um, these were a, a kind of support group for people mm-hmm. that had lost loved ones in some horrific uh mm-hmm. killing or or, or some, something like that and, and just um, sort of early loss of someone that's right yeah so um so they they decide to create this village that is i guess a simpler way of life away from the modern scourges of violence and um, materialism thing. yeah yeah and uh and that's uh, so the and the characters in it i think we should give a bit of a shout out to some of the actors um so william hurt plays edward walker who is um the family member he's the son of a very very wealthy man and he mm-hmm. had all the money to create this kind of compound really um, yeah that, because it is obviously revealed at the end when everything's yeah. walker branded that's right um, yeah. that obviously that's, that's how they're kept secret is and and no mm. one messes with them is because they've basically bought this land exactly um the, the outside will think it's some sort of nature reserve mm-hmm. um so i don't even think they In know this way <laughs> kind of yeah. yeah um but william hurt i just absolutely love william hurt mm-hmm. i just think is he is he the dad in Dune? Is that he who is, it was? Yeah. yeah. In, in, yeah. The, the in the miniseries, mini not the yeah. tragedy that was the original <laughs> film. We're getting a new one soon, which is very exciting. Yeah, so exciting. Yeah. Uh, but William Hurt, absolutely brilliant. I love to watch him act. He's just so effortless. No, yeah, it's very good. I believe him so much. Uh, Sigourney Weaver is in there as Alice Hunt, who mm-hmm. is um, another one of the, the elders. Yeah, and one um, of, you know, the sort of lo- the, there's the two characters that are in love and the mother of the son yes the the the, the male love interest and there's Team a Phoenix. there's obviously a um a sort of undercurrent that, that actually they they also love each other mm-hmm. um alice hunt and edward walker we've got a really young bryce dallas howard which is um it is it's strange when you watch these older films and you haven't really thought about them for a while you you've mm. you, you didn't notice these these actors that then became really really well known in big roles so that was quite interesting and whacking phoenix of, of course is lucius hunt so those are, the, are kind of the main characters mm-hmm. i would say yeah uh the ivy walker character bryce dallas howard's character she's blind um but she's the one that's kind of uh, got all the get up and go i suppose and lucius hunt is her love interest mm-hmm. who finds himself stabbed because as you say he's he's the love interest of ivy and Unfortunately, Noah, our character with learning difficulties, just confused and can't cope with that, so ends up stabbing him. So it's really about her wanting to. Well, it's not about this, but what happens is she she needs to f- go to the outside to get some medicine to save Lucius. And I think the reason that he lets her go is because she she can't see obviously so it's she doesn't see any of the, this other stuff that's going on <laughs> do you mm, know what maybe. i mean i feel maybe. like he because he never lets anyone else go and he says that mm. she the escorts abandon her but he doesn't they're not meant to go with her 
Because mm. so she can't report anything back, can she? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah, that's possible. That's um, something that I thought. Because, you know, mm. and they're like, why would you send her? Like, she's blind, you know, because yeah, it's going to be more right. difficult. But I was like, well, it makes sense if you're trying to protect a mm. secret. You know what I mean? Maybe. That was one yeah, of my thoughts. Yeah. So, obviously, we're, we're interested in it from, um, on this podcast anyway, from a, uh, I suppose, cult um, perspective. So, uh, what were your... What were your thoughts around that? Well, with this one, I think we'll probably jump around a bit more than going mm. chronologically because yeah, since it's so. a film, it's easier to do that. Mm. Um, I think with regards to the world, the worldly people, um, in quick, easy comparison is when she says, oh, I didn't expect you to be kind. Because um, yeah. obviously she's been told constantly, they're bad, they're bad, it's evil, it's evil, it's awful. And then she goes out there and they're immediately like, you know well not immediately it mm. takes it but you know he comes around and he sees that she needs help and he decides to put himself at risk to help mm. her and he does that and um yeah she's surprised at his kindness and i thought mm. that's something that literally every interviewee we have on our show says it's like i was surprised yeah. at how kind the worldly people mm. were um yeah. so that to me was just like yeah you know obvious cultish tactic as them in yeah outgroup. absolutely i mean just sort of backing up a bit the um the film yeah, I think you're right. The um, if we take a reading as as we do, the, uh, the the people outside of the village, the the town, this these are the worldly people, um, and the children um, are told that you know these are bad people, these are awful, mm-hmm. it's a terrible place, and obviously you've got these monsters in between as well to keep them in. So it's all about keeping them in the village and, and doing that through fear of, of the world and, and all the terrible things that are happening out there. Um, and again, that's very much like what people in courts experience. Certainly um, as an ex-Jehovah's Witness, that's, you know, you're told the world is a terrible place. It's it's awful. Um, and as you say, it is one of those things that, that people keep saying to us, isn't it, on, on our interviews. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Another thing that I thought about was when, um, you know, you know what we said about realising the, when you come out and then realising things were like, you're like, why did I believe that? And I think you kind of see that in her eyes a bit when, mm. or not in her acting, when she has the magic rocks. Yes. You know, she's convincing them and she's like, it's okay, we have the magic rocks. And I feel like you can always hear in her voice that she's hearing herself say yeah. the magic rocks for the first time. And do you know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. she's actually like, because then later on when they're gone, she tips them out. Do you know what she I mean? Tips them out. It's just worthless. Yeah. yeah. Like, but for the first time, she's like hearing their language for what it is just yeah. lies and ridiculousness. Yeah. And yet, um, the other thing I thought sort of around that, that those scenes was um, how when, when you leave, I think, I don't think it happened to me so much, but um, because I, I think I'd, um, I, I, struggle to believe it in the first place and and eventually the the struggle was lost you know i couldn't keep going but i think for those people that that still kind of half believe it even when they're out Mm. um when you do leave then there's lots of situations that that might make you think oh this is exactly what would happen and this is what mm. they told me would happen mm-hmm. and uh, and then there's a there's a war that kicks off in the middle east or something and um, it's then that you start to think oh maybe maybe there is some truth to it i think that's what she experiences when she goes into the woods and then 
starts to fear that you know there might be actually some monsters well in yeah because they all. said that it was based on stories so mm, he didn't right. completely say it wasn't real um that's right so she's kind of half in half out i suppose at that point as to if it's real or not and obviously yeah. i doubt that they'll ever tell her it was noah because that i think would mm. crush her i think they'll mm. just say that it was the it was the monster yeah yeah possibly i suppose um but yeah, so I thought that was that was a parallel there. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I was thinking quite a lot about was the justifications of telling your children lies. Yeah. Um, so I don't know whether you kind of thought about that at all. Yeah, well, I think obviously he's finding it. He he when he decides to tell his daughter he must have made peace at that point with the fact that she could just refuse to talk to him or she could, mm. she could leave and that would be it because, mm. you know, he sounds guilty about her blindness. And to me that suggests that maybe it was curable blindness mm. potentially mm. because, mm. well, you wouldn't know either way because medically no. they didn't have like the medical facilities. Um, I guess that what that moment makes me think of um, the blood issue and things mm-hmm. like that because it's like there's a lot of I mean loads of them have died and you start with a funeral That's and right. the whole point is that people are dying mm-hmm. for ideology that a they didn't sign up for yeah and and b you know there's no need do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. there's that there is medicine out there or like you know maybe she doesn't have to be blind and he does sound guilty when he's telling her do you know yeah, what i mean i do and um um i hadn't thought of that actually that's that's quite interesting i hadn't it hadn't occurred to me that and you're absolutely right of course um the, the one that i thought about was the as you say it starts with Bren, the brendan gleason character mm-hmm. august nicholson his um well, we think it's his son, his child mm-hmm. um, has died. And um, yeah, he's, I think your, your, your parallel to the blood issue is absolutely right. And yeah, so why, why is it okay for William Hurt's character to um, sort of construct this excuse and this reason why um, they break, they're going to break the rules? Um, whereas the other characters that wasn't okay. And I thought that was quite interesting. You know, that's when it comes down to it, you know, often some of the top brass, um, cause he seemed to be the leader. Um, some of the top brass do tend to, uh, bend, to the, bend rules. the rules to, to suit themselves. It, it seemed to me like, I can't remember the character's name, but it seemed to me like he was having a conversation with just this woman and she was like, you can't go you can't she was putting emphasis on you she was yeah because yeah she knew that obviously that would be complete game over but like yeah um if she goes Mm. or like someone else i don't think she wanted her necessarily to send um (laughs) you know ivy this you you know uh girl that she she's like poor you know sending this poor blind girl into Mm. the woods but um she was you know, I think she was sort of insinuating send someone else. Definitely, yeah, that was the hint, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I thought, I thought that was that was quite interesting. I mean, it wasn't his, in a way, 
it wasn't his son that was in danger and he was sending his daughter into what is a dangerous situation because she is blind and it's not a, no. an area that she knew. So when she's in the village, she's she knows every square inch of that. Yeah, because so yeah, he asks her, where are you? And she knows exactly where. She knows exactly, yeah. But when, so in a way, he did put her at risk um, to save, but it was the the man that she loves. So mm-hmm. yeah, but I thought that, that shows the dilemma really of, of when you make these decisions is you have to... Then live by um, them. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, mm. so I thought that was quite interesting. But going back to the the point about you know whether uh, whether you can justify lying to your kids, I mean, uh, essentially what they decided was that the world outside was just too wicked, um, too horrible mm-hmm. to raise their kids. So they wanted to raise their children in an environment where they were going to be safe and um, a different way of life, a way of life that, that would make them happier. But in order to do that, of course, they're going to have to tell them lies. Mm. Um, and firstly, the um, the consequence of those lies is to make them terrified yeah. of certain things. So make them terrified of certain colors. Red is a bad color. Make them terrified of creatures that are, are in the woods that whenever they need to kind of up the scare factor, they'll have somebody dressed up and coming in the the village to frighten them and and you think you know maybe with the best of motives to start with but if you're doing that knowingly what sort of a what sort of ethics is that really mm, no. um and it reminded it's me manipulation, of manipulation isn't it and... it is it reminded me of um jw parents who basically know that it's not true um mm. but they decide they decide to raise their children within the organization because they think it protects them mm-hmm. from certain worldly dangers. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a bit like that, you know, so, okay, it might protect them from some worldly dangers, but you're lying to them mm-hmm. um, and you're doing that through fear. Yeah. Um, so that's just my opinion. Obviously people have got a right to raise their kids however they want. Mm. But I think if you knowingly, if you're knowingly raising your children, telling them lies, knowing that those are lies and frightening them, um, knowing that, that again, these things are not true. Um, yeah, I would, I would question the, the validity of that personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was there any other sections that you noted as important? Um, I mean, obviously the, at the end, you've got a, you've got a, an ending that you don't quite know what's going to happen. Mm. Yeah. So, you, well, I think we can assume that he's going to survive. I think we, mm-hmm. we think that. Yeah. Um, I think the question is about the, the village though. And will she tell him survives. and yeah. will he yeah. and her leave? That's right. Yeah. And mm. in a way, I think the village is that the survival of the village is going to turn on that decision because um she's so influential and and he's quite influential as well mm-hmm. there's not that many um people of their age and it's one one of the things that the william hurt character says you know who's the future what's the future for this village mm-hmm. it is these these people and if they decide to leave i think you know i think the village is um is gone so mm-hmm. i think there's a question and then the question is is that a good thing or, or not you know we're it, it then becomes a bit of an episode of Star Trek, really, uh, where you land on a planet and, mm. you know, they're, they're living some sort of strange existence. But is it 
would you say that you want to preserve that way of life that's the, then been established for you know a generation or would you say that actually what we want is to liberate these people from from a lie and a life of uh, living in the you know in a backward sort of mm-hmm. situation i don't know what do you think i think i think they'd have i, I couldn't rightly say we just leave them to it because they don't have the information do you know what i mean yeah like for that place to work it's built on lies and i don't think that's right do you know what i mean yeah everyone needs to know it's one thing to start a a commune do you know what i mean Mm. and everyone a lot of communes turn into cults but do you know what i mean but like Mm. it's one thing to start a commune and everyone agree to it and you live in a way that you're happy to live and so on it's another thing um to mislead and coerce people to mm. do that so it's like the the adults that the you know the elders have made mm. a choice but the, yeah. the everyone after that has not so that's right yeah that's right it's 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 hubris it's um arrogance um to think that you can you should do that for and obviously i know it comes from a place of pain because mm. they are all yeah. hurt and in pain but still mm. it's not it's not right yeah, absolutely. So, just uh, I suppose you knew, you said you sort of seen bits of the film before, but when mm. when she jumps over or gets over the wall, um, and you then see the the modern car, you know it's modern day. Mm. Did did that surprise you when you saw that, or did you know that was the case? I feel like uh, at the time it would have been surprising, but at this point it's not because you know what to expect with a with a Sham- Shyamalan film. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, it was kind of like. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how much of it is because I probably know about it like through the cultural yeah, as osmosis. Yeah. But um, yeah. th- there's also I, w- I wasn't like what? I was just sort of like eh, yeah, yeah. 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 I, and I was just like oh, that logically makes sense because you know yeah. what I mean like, how do they have the I... money? How do they have the resources? Yeah, you know, all the houses look very nice. They're not living in mud shacks, are they? Do you know what I mean? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I think when I watched it, though, I, I don't think I knew that. So I think I was quite surprised when when um, she she gets over the wall and then you realise it is mm. modern day. Maybe I'm the only person in the world that fell for that. No, I don't know. <laughs> but I think uh, I think I was. I can't mm-hmm. remember um, completely now. But um, but yeah. So mm. um, I I enjoyed it, and and I think it it really does it does speak to people like me and others who have come out of some sort of coercive um high control group mm-hmm. cult whatever so i think you've seen all the all the classic things there um with with the methods of control and um, and and the lies um i guess it wasn't as exploitative as as cults are so they they weren't actually doing it to exploit the people in the village it wasn't that they wanted something from no, them really it was they were the, trying to... it's the version of you know, and I'm like, is the first person to join your court yourself? It was that yeah. version of, I think. Yeah, yeah. Good Do you know point. what I mean? It's not the one yeah. where you are court leader and you have court followers. I think it was kind of more like they join their own court. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's as much as we we can say about that. Have we? Yeah. Um, have we got a tweet of the week? We could. Uh, well, we I could do. get the big one. Let's do it. Let's do Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week. 
Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. So we did, uh, well, I did a tweet um, a little while ago. Um, just saying what was one of the most important things you did for yourself after leaving a high control group, uh, which had a lot, a lot of interaction, because uh, obviously it was open mm. to anyone from any kind of high control group. Um, yep. I'm just going to read a few um, and cool. then you can read a few. So, um, oh God, there's even more than when I last saw it now. <laughs> there's more, right? Yeah, because we had... Uh, yeah, bunch of likes, retweets, and I can't even tell how many comments now. Um, mm. So, uh, someone just uh, short and sweet made real friends. Uh, <laughs> an interesting one because it's yeah, you get to choose your friends rather mm. than just like um, proximity friendships is something I've heard used before. You know, the people you make okay. friends with just because they're in your proximity mm, um, yeah. rather than. Because you have shared interests, or you have one yes. deeply shared interest, the religion and mm. your proximity to each other. Um, so that was interesting. I really liked what uh, Jill said. Um, so small things. I wear trainers more than formal shoes now. Watched a horror film to show there's no danger. I don't turn off music if there's a swear word. Big things, <laughs> higher education, making worldly friends, focusing on a, a career for me, not just to provide. And that got 53 mm. likes. So people Who obviously... Uh, Jill, that was on our podcast. Ah, excellent. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 53 likes. Obviously, people very much vibe with that as an answer. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And people were talking in there about, like, how did you psych yourself up to watch a horror film? Because that's a big thing mm. for a lot of people. Mm. And she was like, you know, opened all the doors, turned on the lights, you know, just made it safe. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, you're kind of scared at first. Um, yeah. And then someone says, celebrated all the holidays, voted, exploring, listening to other people's ideas and beliefs without judgments, um, watching, listening, reading whatever movie, book I fancy without guilt, focusing on a real future. Mm. And that was that was Belinda. That's, that's funny. There's a there's a, um, somebody called Karina Gonda said, celebrated everything, registered to vote, and became mm-hmm. all around non-judgmental, just a better yeah. human, really. So very yeah. similar. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then Mark Jones, one of our guests, said, uh, mm. seriously, reading the Satanic Bible, uh, it's basically atheism 2.0 with a lot of well-reasoned points. From there, I tried everything I ever wanted to try to discover my authentic self and decide for myself what I do or don't like. Um, nice. nice. And again, another one of our guests, finally pursue a career that I'm passionate about from Jordan Robertson there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a good one from Jane Jara said, I started swearing like a mofo. And I've got to say, it's like losing a heavy backpack. <laughs> yeah, it's good times, isn't it? Brilliant. Hmm. Um, and then someone says, I joined a martial art. Uh, this hmm. is from Call Me Apostate. It says, I joined a martial art. I found community as my fellow st- in, in my fellow students and learned a lot about myself, both physically and mentally. It's super important to find community as soon as possible after leaving a call. I love my dojo mm. family and appreciate them so much. Um, huh. So that's lovely, like, you know, having a shared interest, you know, bonding over that and then mm. being able to do martial arts because a lot of, oh, you yeah. know, especially JWs don't, don't mm, like when no. you do martial arts. Well, it's not allowed. Yeah. Simple. Mm. Yeah. It's just so silly. 
Mm, um, sure. I suppose we, we ought to say, you know, there's there's quite a lot of got counselling and um, yeah, got mental health support. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's um, something that a lot of people have benefited from. Um, I do like this one making uh, from uh, Ian uh, McCaldy. I made a list of things I always wanted to do, but the group didn't let me been checking them off ever since, Mm. which is very nice because like creating a bucket list with no like time period on it, just things that you want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. um, Lots of voting. Yeah. Voting involvement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Political parties. Um, Yeah. And, and I think quite, you know, quite a few people have obviously um, done things like activism and, um, and and tried to help others to uh, to leave and, and when they do leave to help them mm-hmm. um, do all that. A lot of education stuff, mm-hmm. master's degree, other yeah. other further education. So yeah, I like uh, I like Pablo uh, Parti- mm. Partigiano um, saying. You know, education, spending time with my worldly family and friends and finding hobbies. But also this bit made me um, laugh a bit because he says about the last one, JWs are okay with hobbies as long as they sort of produce something. You don't spend too much uh, something and you don't spend too much time on them. There's a lot of boring music and art. <laughs> Instead, I got into gaming, yeah. which was quite funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's true, actually. I still have a trouble. I still have a bit of difficulty with that sometimes. I, mm. I still feel like whatever I'm doing should should actually be constructive in some way, which mm-hmm. I suppose isn't a bad thing. But but no, sometimes but it's nice just, just to... for enjoyment. Like exactly. life should be for enjoying. But I think again, that's because why enjoy it now and you can enjoy it properly in the new system. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Do the work now, and you can have your weekend, your forever weekend later. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, because because they want you to to work for them, mm-hmm. don't they? Basically, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's the thing. Yeah. Busy, busy, busy. Indeed. But yeah, a really good thread. There's more, but I'm mm. sure you don't want to just listen to us read a Twitter thread indefinitely. But I hope you like those ones, um, and you know, give us a yeah, always messages. We've been having lots of engagement and DMs as well, and just lots of general Twitter engagement. So it's been really nice chatting with everybody. Um, and chatting on Instagram as well, been hearing from people through that, which is cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, okay, is that the end of Tweet of the Week? I think so, yeah, I think so. Tweet of the Week, Tweet of the Week, Tweet of the Week, Tweet of the Week, Tweet of the Week. Uh, right okay so that was really interesting good Mm -hmm. um good question celine on on twitter there lots of people responded which was nice um so obviously we just want to say thank you very much to all that interaction and, and for the support um don't forget to if you want to support the podcast then get on patreon you know it's just a pound or whatever the equivalent is in your currency and that really helps us to um keep going or it will do hopefully um mm-hmm. our, our patreon numbers are, are growing which is lovely um we've now set up a a closed or a private facebook group for those patrons so that's starting to happen um which is really nice starting to build that little community up which is great um so yeah if if you know if you can if you think the podcast is worth a, a pound a month 
um, then yeah, please, uh, please become a patron. It would be great to have you on board, but if you don't want to, that's cool. We, we still want you to listen to the um, podcast. Don't feel bad. Um, not everybody can or wants to, um, to, to contribute. That's absolutely cool. Um, we, we just love the, uh, the downloads and the, uh, and the interaction. So don't forget to tell other people about the podcast and, and uh, uh, do a review because we've not had a review ooh, in ages. Yeah. Um, so if you go, especially the iTunes ones, that really helps sort of pushes up the, um, algorithm. So, you know, if you've ever messaged us to say you like it, mm. you could, you could put that in a, in a review and that would really help us out a lot, a lot absolutely yeah absolutely um so i hate to mention it but um but there's a there's something coming up in the next few months um beginning with c um so christmas is coming ah yes um and um we want to we want to do something i suppose there's two things really first of all our 100th episode will be coming up within the next few weeks and christmas um so kind of doing something a bit different might be quite fun so if anybody's got any ideas for what we could do either for our 100th episode or over christmas then um yeah, yeah drop us a what tweet and, yeah yeah and we can we can have a look at that so that's something we're already thinking about mm-hmm. awesome stuff um, okay cool well i think that's it it's been yeah. great talking to you, Celine. Thank you very much. We've got lots of good, times. Yeah. good interviews coming up. So mm-hmm. uh, stay tuned for our Sunday interview. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. What Should I Think About is an Evil Sheep production. <laughs>